Percy, have you ever experienced customer service that maybe lacked a little kindness and gracious care? I wonder why that happens. Wow, 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 my friend. Uh, <laughs> Touch a nerve, did I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and don't get me started. I, I think that, you know, customer service, it appears to be at an all-time low for various different reasons. And unfortunately, on more than one occasion, uh, you know, I can remember not receiving really good customer service. And, and sadly, it drastically, you know, impacts the rest of your engagement with mm-hmm. that organization's services going right. forward. You yeah. know, yeah. it just changes the dynamic, your mood, everything. I don't care. Even if they make amends and correct, it just changes the whole mood of the experience. And so with that, perhaps we should discuss this today. Uh, with this conversation. Yeah, we're going to hear from a cancer hospital scheduler, and he'll discuss how he chooses to engage patients while on the phone, and he is the exception. Great customer service. The following program is produced and sponsored by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome, everyone, to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, National Director of Specialized Outreach at City of Hope. And I'm Wayne Shepherd. Hello to our regular listeners and perhaps some new listeners, Percy, we may have along the way. And we always encourage uh, others to tell people about this podcast if you find it valuable. Absolutely. And we love hearing from people. We love letting people know that there's hope and inspiration around the context and the conversation of cancer. And so today we're going to have another robust discussion along those lines. Yeah, but I don't think you've ever interviewed anyone quite like Eric, who's going to be your guest here coming up in a couple of minutes, have you? I have not, and I'm excited about bringing him to the platform. Um, He's a new member that I've had the opportunity to meet now over the last couple of months uh, with uh, our new sponsor, uh, City of Hope uh, Cancer Hospitals. And he is a member of the internal team that basically responds to uh, patients via the telephone. He's going to talk about all of that and, more importantly, the energy and the dynamic and the intentionality that he brings to that conversation, understanding that it could make a huge difference in the mental, emotional, and potential physical outcome of what's going on with a cancer patient via the telephone. Right, exactly. Okay, well, we're going to get to Scripture here in a couple of minutes, but we did hear from a listener recently, and listeners are always welcome to send questions to us via our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. But we got this response from a listener on the Carolina Shore in North Carolina. This person says, Hi, I was diagnosed with lung cancer two and a half years ago. I had a lot of health-related things happen to me in the time since the diagnosis that have been a surprise and a setback. I've been having a difficult time recovering from a recent breakup with my boyfriend. It's been suggested that I'm grieving the relationship and something else. I believe that something else is my cancer diagnosis because so much has happened. I've not had time to grieve it. From what I've been told, grief is cumulative. I work with my church's cancer care ministry, and I thought that by giving back to the community, I would heal. Unfortunately, that hasn't happened. I now realize I need to fix myself before I can fix others. I've gone through the Our Journey of Hope training and some podcasts, etc., but have not seen any information in relationship to cancer and grief. Percy, do you have any advice? I'd consider all resources, books, podcasts, articles, etc. Well, thank you for that uh, response and that comment from Carolina Shores. First of all, yes, you are absolutely right. If there are losses that you have not had closure with, 
you definitely need to make that a priority first before you try attempt to do anything else. Uh, I think the most important thing I would recommend to you is that you seek a safe place, a safe place to unpack your feelings and your emotions about your losses. Uh, you know, that can be your pastor, uh, a counselor. Uh, I would even recommend a, a therapist, someone that maybe is clinically licensed and trained to kind of help people unpack their emotions and thoughts and feelings. You know, but the key to this is do not sit and harbor uh, unexpressed, uh, unpackaged feelings and emotions in isolation. Mm -hmm. And so with regard to your request of providing you some resources, I have a couple of things here I want to offer to you to consider. First, some online resources. Uh, there is uh, something called Coping with Grief, uh, and that can be located on cancer.net. So again, this is kind of an online uh, environment where you can receive support and help around grieving. So coping with grief mm. uh, located on cancer.net. Sounds wonderful, and, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it really does. And it's a wonderful website. I went out and took a look at it. And we actually uh, recommend this in our, our Journey of Hope training resources as well. And then uh, there's another online uh, platform called Grief, Bereavement, and Loss. And this is uh, sponsored and facilitated by the National Cancer Institute, or NCI, uh, and that can be located at National Cancer Institute at cancer.gov, mm -hmm. National Cancer Institute at cancer.gov. Uh, then some books, a couple of books are located for you to possibly review. Uh, first book is titled, It's Okay That You're Not Okay by uh, Megan Devine. So you can look that up. And then the second book uh, that I found was the Grief Recovery Handbook by John James and Russell Friedman. Good. The Grief Recovery Handbook by John James and Russell Friedman. And then lastly, we have some podcast recommendations for you as well. First of all, check out Terrible Thanks for Asking, mm -hmm. which is hosted by Nora McNary. And then the second is Griefcast. And then the third is Unlocking Us, hosted by Dr. Brene Brown. So those are some resources that potentially can uh, provide you with some support. I hope that was helpful. Thank you so much for uh, your comment. And we're praying with you as well as you work through that process of grief and loss as you continue to get well. Well, Percy, thanks for your investment of time in answering this listener's email sent to us. I'm sure uh, they appreciate it. I know we all do because we all would benefit from these resources. So thank you very much for that. Again, you can reach us with your question or comment at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, before we meet today's guest, let's open God's Word. What do you have in store for us? Yeah, our spiritual nugget for today is found in Proverbs 16, 24, and this will be so applicable for the conversation that you're going to hear as your spirits get lifted by just the voice and the presence of the person that we'll talk to in just a second. And the word tells us this, pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. Mm. And when you listen to today's conversation, you'll understand why we chose that particular verse yep. of Scripture. That's coming up next. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope with locations from coast to coast. Their team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals. There are graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, volunteers, and, of course, support staff 
all united by their desire to find cures and save lives. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about City of Hope. Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-4673. City of Hope uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, let's learn more from our guest now. Here's Percy McRae. Well, hey, 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 it's me, Pastor P, and I am back with another compelling conversation. You know what I do here, and you know what we talk about here. We talk about all things relevant to the cancer community, the cancer space, uh, and we bring compelling conversations. And today, uh, I cannot be more excited than the conversation I'm about to have and the person I want to introduce to you, uh, a colleague, a cohort, a constituent, uh, a family man, a man of faith. Uh, he's so many different things, but today we're going to talk with uh, Eric Johnson, who works at City of Hope Comprehensive Cancer Center in Duarte, California, has been there now for the last three years at the time of this recording, and he serves there uh, as an outbound scheduler. We're going to talk about what that is and what that means. We hear a lot of conversation you know, on this show, we talk to a lot of doctors, we talk to a lot of nurses, we talk to a lot of clinicians, but today we're going to talk to someone that's a little bit behind the scenes, but if you've ever been in one of the facilities of City of Hope, at some point you have spoken either with he or a colleague of his with the work that he does, and we're going to unpack that today. Hey, first of all, welcome to the show, my brother. How you doing, man? Well, thank you, Reverend Percy McCray, for having me on the show today. Greetings, greetings, greetings. I'm so uh, happy and pleased to be a part of uh, your podcast this morning. Well, man, thank you so much. I know you're taking time out of some personal time to spend time with me. And so I, I really do appreciate that. And I thank you so much. Well, based upon the introduction, as you heard, uh, you know, you work at City of Hope and you've been there for the last three years, but you you function there uh, as an outbound scheduler, as an outbound scheduler. So let's uh, we're going to talk about that and what that means. But before we go there, tell us a little bit about you, your background and so on and so forth, just so we can kind of get a sense of uh, of the spirit and essence of the individual that's on the other side of this microphone. Uh, well, thank you for uh, allowing me to go a little bit uh, deeper into who I am. I'm just an ordinary guy who works at one of the greatest hospitals in uh, the country. Mm. Uh, I grew up in the Pasadena area, went to one of the local high schools. Uh, big shout out to John Muir Mustangs in, in Pasadena. <laughs> uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't shout us out. Uh, grew up there, graduated. uh did pretty fairly well. Um, did had some college, uh, but most of my background formally was in the uh, manufacturing industry. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, had some rough times, and then had to work a, a two jobs. And my second job was working at a a, a doctor's exchange. So, mm -hmm. if you know anything about a doctor's exchange, yeah. uh, between the hours of four and six o'clock the phone does not stop ringing right, and right. people want to be in touch with their doctors right. and make appointments and things of this nature. So I did that. I, I worked two jobs for about a year and a half and then it began to be too much. So I started working back in the manufacturing field and, and then uh, 
somebody that I know uh, personally, who's a, a very integral part of the city of hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I, I see her and I saw her, I see her on a regular basis and I saw her and I asked her, Hey, you know what? I'm when, you know, when you're going to, can you, can you get me in, you know, can I get hired? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the rest, as they say, is history. Right. Um, yeah. That's, 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 that, that sounds, that sounds like a, again, a pathway. And we all have backstories <laughs> yes. of, of how we have become and who we are and, and how we arrived on the scene. And so, uh, I appreciate that. And so with that being said, you know, you, you're, you're, you're now at city of hope, you know, you, you find yourself there in the capacity of, uh, uh, an outbound scheduler. Let's talk about what is an outbound scheduler. What does that work consist of? Let's talk a little bit, unpack that, so people can kind of get a sense of the work that you do for City of Hope. Okay. Yes. Well, as the patients uh, come to see the doctors, everybody makes an appointment. Okay. Um, but then, you know, after you see the doctor, the doctor makes new orders for you to get have your next appointment and. Uh, especially in the in the cancer uh, treatment uh, environment, there are multiple appointments to be made. Yeah. Uh, always blood work, follow up appointments, uh, CT scans, uh, imaging, mm-hmm. uh, and then infusions and things of this nature. So um, those orders need to be scheduled and. You know, the city of hope has grown to such a uh, a great capacity that that work was uh, always on the point of service uh, uh, employees to go ahead and 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 schedule those appointments. So uh, the brain trust at the city of hope. Uh, started a department called the Outbound Scheduling Department. Ah. So what that did was took pressure off of the point of service to uh, to work on the work, the orders that were in the work queues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have your disease pod, you have your infusion pod, you have your a women's center, you have these different types of uh, of uh, parts of the City of Hope, uh, the endocrinology department, DIM as they call it, or you have the pediatrics and other other things, ortho. So <clears throat> what we did was we started, once the department was started, it was only, I think it was five of us. And then we just would work the work queues and we would work all the orders on the work queues, um, some from the top down, which means from the, uh, the latest date to the soonest date and some from the soonest date to mm-hmm. the latest date. Okay. All outbound calls um we do not (laughs) rarely do we take an inbound call all of our calls consist of calling patients who need their order scheduled and so when you say Uh, outbound that's you calling them you're you're following up on whatever has taken place and transpired and now you're reaching back out in communication of some sort to those individuals okay got it that makes sense yes that makes sense so yeah so in that i'm sorry go ahead yes please um, yes, and then um, it's it's not always just one order. Uh, sometimes you know we we call a patient and they have a follow up appointment. Okay, but then they need their labs scheduled. They need their imaging scheduled. They oh. need their infusion scheduled. Got it. Things of this nature. Got so, it. Okay. Yes. 
So so the patient, and I'll do a quick synopsis. They they're they're in the system, mm-hmm. they're in the ecosystem of City of Hope for for whatever various medical uh clinical reason that they're there. And then uh for them to kind of follow up and come back and do some things, this is where then you and your team, you follow back up, you reach out to them with regard to scheduling of specific things that needs to be done for return visits. And so in hearing that, and I think what's important to me, and I think what I'd like to highlight here is is that, and and I am a, a a cancer survivor myself, so I've been through the process of going through, you know, the movement of a a healthcare medical system. You know, making appointments, mm-hmm. calling, getting scans, getting tests done, diagnostics, so on and so forth, and um, you know, and because I've been around this environment for so long now, going on you know three decades, uh, in the healthcare space, I was pretty familiar with that. But for people who are just entering into that for the first time, it can be pretty daunting. And so I would imagine someone like you, uh, based upon, again, your tone, your temperament, and all that you bring, obviously, from an informational perspective, becomes really critical in helping people to navigate through the medical health care system. How important do you feel that is with regard to what you do and, and what What's your intentionality when you're engaging with people and patients on the phone when you're calling them back? Um, that's a great question, uh, Reverend Percy. Uh, and I think that's the thing that has allowed me to continue to, you know, uh, work at the City of Hope. Yep. Um, you know, when you get a job, you have to get past the probation period. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't know how to engage the patients and make them feel like, they're important and not only they're important, but with the background I have, and I'm sure to come out later, that the patient is loved, that the patient is, you know, mm-hmm. is cared for, that the patient needs to feel like they can make it through. Yeah. So the tone and attitude that uh, one has when engaging the patient is, I believe, the most important part of the phone call. Um so when I call the patient and I, you know, ask them, mm-hmm. you know, for their first and last name and, you know, I always say, well, thank you yeah. for, you know, or, or you know, I'll, I'll ask them their, their first and last name. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Um, my name is Eric with the City of Hope Scheduling Department. How are you doing today? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then they may say good or they may say, oh, well, you know, and you can tell they're not doing so good. Well, wow. I'm, you know, I hope you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. The reason for my call. You know, and and it, it it's a way to make them feel like when they talk to you that there's hope. Yep, yep. And you yes. know, and and it's it's so super important because, and again, I've I've been in this environment a really long time, and there's a lot of things that are going through cancer patients' minds, their emotions, they're they're working through, and they're dealing with so much as a cancer patient, to be able to have that type of energy on the other side of the phone, even if it may seem as simple as just for scheduling purposes, goes such a long way for some of the anxiety, some of the fear and uncertainty that cancer patients are stepping through. So uh, I'm grateful and we're grateful for having 
that energy and that passion. And there and there's a there's a foundation that drives all of that. And we'll get to that at some point in our conversation. <laughs> but you you know you you're working with cancer patients on a daily basis. Uh, you're talking with them on a daily basis. Is there anything that you've learned from a cancer patient uh, that that you've oh. walked away from an engagement and a conversation and was like, wow, I was impacted by by that today. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um, I've called some patients and even uh, after I've hung up, been to the point of tears um, because um, they may be facing uh, stage three, stage four. Mm -hmm. But when you talk to them, they're (laughs) they're encouraging. They're bright. Um, They're telling you to have a great day. (laughs) Um, You know, um, they're laughing and you're like, Wow. And I'll say, you know, oh, man, she had a great attitude. Right. Or, you know, or man, he was, you know what? I, I like talking to him. Yeah. You know, and, and you it and even to the point where you share a laugh mm. with somebody who may not be there a year or two from now. Yeah. And that patient doesn't live like that. They live each and every day as if there's hope. Yeah. So it, it's like, it's it's so, it, it's mind boggling to me, the strength of, uh, of a lot of the patients that I speak to. And that's what I think I get from them is I, I get gratitude. Okay. I get grateful from their strength. I get mm. grateful from their laughter. Mm. I, you know, it puts things in perspective for me yep. as, as far as life is concerned. Well, I, I've often said, and I've said it on this platform for the last six, seven years, um, I think that cancer patients are the most courageous, uh, most mm-hmm. uh, indomitable group of people you'll ever meet ever in your life. And then when I became one, you know, I, I really, really began to understand uh, the driver behind that. Having said that, have you ever been personally impacted directly or a family member or someone that you know with cancer? Has, has that ever come close to your front door? Uh, yes, it has, uh, Reverend McCray. Um, my father passed away from cancer at the age of 62. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, yes, in 1996. Okay. Uh, prostate cancer. Okay. And yes, it was. Uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was. It was tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was tough. Uh, I, I look like my father. I have mm. a lot of his mannerisms, okay. um, smile, things of this nature. So um, the things that he taught me, the manners, mm. Uh, mm. the confidence, the um, uh, the you know the, the zest for life. Sure. Um, that that's no longer there. I have. I don't have that 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 feedback that I could get. Right. Uh, from somebody who's uh, wiser, and that's what our fathers provide, you know, yes. guidance yes. And, and security. So uh, I, I was a little, to be honest with you, a little upset uh, because he never told. Yeah, and I was going to ask, how did that How did that direct, directly impact you? And <clears throat> thank you for sharing that. I, I, I do appreciate that. Uh, and, and what that does say to me is that what you also bring to the table to your day-to-day work also has a personal dynamic associated with it mm-hmm. in terms of what you saw and experienced with, with, with your pops. And uh, and may he rest in heaven today, obviously. But um, I, I thank you for that. You know, um, 
you you work you mentioned earlier today that you work at this world class facility, and I was going to ask, what should people know mm-hmm. about and understand about City of Hope? That you know, a couple of things that that's important for people just to know about where you work every day, where I now work every day, mm-hmm. and 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 the and the the benefit that we we receive of of encouraging and inspire cancer patients. What's a couple of things that we should know about this organization? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, the City of Hope is not just a billboard that you see on the side of a freeway. Mm. Um, I used to drive by this the the billboard on my way to work and on my way to and from work, and I'd see it. Wow, you know what? Everybody's talking about the City of Hope. You know, when I would talk to different people, yeah, um, they're in Southern know, California, right? The City of Hope. They're in Southern yeah, California, yeah. Yeah. and we're in Southern California out here. And it wasn't until I became a part of the organization that I that I really got a grasp on how important and, and what such a great organization the City of Hope is as far as cancer research is concerned. Okay. But not only cancer research, but also in the endocrinology side or in the in the side that treats diabetes. Okay. So the the City of Hope is a world class cancer research cancer treatment organization. We're listed uh, in the top 10 in the United States of America Ooh. for hospitals, yeah. for top 10 hospitals. Yeah, that's huge. Um, and, yes. And the third thing that, and the thing that I love, and we'll go into this later, is that the City of Hope is a faith-friendly hospital. Okay. And what what I was and I was waiting to get to this because I want to tease because we're going to have we're going to come back and do a second conversation because there's so much more to unpack with you. And I want to make sure that I cover some other elements and aspects of who you are, is that you're also an associate pastor at your local church. And so as a minister, as one who has a a faith orientation uh, belief system, uh, you know, why is why is it that that City of Hope being faith friendly from your perspective, why do you think that that's important? Yes, uh, I'll give you an example. We recently had uh, a uh, Good Friday service uh, at the City of Hope, mm-hmm. and um, being a part of the uh, the employee resource group that I'm a part of, uh, I was one of the uh, people who was on program. But what what blessed me the most is that there were patients coming down with their infusion devices mm. and their infusions uh, and, and the nurse mm. sat them in the front row and they were a part of the worship. Uh, also, patients in the back with their hands raised up during the service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, giving glory to God. And this is so, not inside of a local church. This is inside the four walls no, of a hospital this building. This is inside of the lobby <laughs> of the Helford building at the City of Hope. Wow. 50, 60 people were there, and it was also broadcast over uh, the, uh, I believe it was a Zoom meeting. So okay. people, it was piped in, so everybody was able to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the impact that faith has on patience could be the difference between life and death. You know, um, I, I would believe that a patient that has faith in a God or God mm-hmm. um, relies on that faith to get them through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so, and you know, just to highlight this point, because again, there is data and research that basically suggests this, that people of faith, people who have, uh, and again, I want to be clear because uh, City of Hope does not cater or pander to any one particular religious or no. theological perspective. Anyone of any faith orientation that comes through the front door, uh, if desires, and, and 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 wants to opt in can be spiritually supported while receiving their medical treatment and care. But also on the same token for individuals who who say, no, I'm not interested in that type of support, also can opt out of that. That that's fine also, but still can receive their medical treatment. But there are, there is data research that basically says this, and this is the key to it with regard to from a healthcare perspective, is that uh faith and spirituality uh, can be an adjunctive, supportive mechanism that empowers people to work through, uh, in many cases, the mental, emotional, and in some cases, physical struggles of being a cancer care patient. And so some of the data also continues to suggest that people who are uh, of a, an intrinsic faith orientation tend to uh, follow through with their treatment protocols. They tend to be more hopeful, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there is a role that now we have, you know, the halls of medical uh, researchers to suggest that there is a place that spirituality and faith can play in a respective balance and relationship with, with the medical care that can be provided. So uh, I appreciate you highlighting that and, and making that point. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that because I'm going to close here because you made reference to, and this is where I'll transition and segue, about uh, another element and aspect of in engagement and interaction that you uh, participate in at City of Hope, mm -hmm. which is called the Employee Resource Group or ERG. And we're going to come back mm -hmm. and have a second conversation. We're going to talk specifically about the work that you do with City of Hope with the Employee Resource Group. And some of the tentacles that kind of then extends itself into the community and uh, and, and, and some of the faith communities and so on and so forth. And then we're going to let you put your pastor's hat on. We're going to talk from a spiritual care perspective in that regard. Okay. But today, I want you to know, guys, that uh, you've heard from my brother, my friend. I love him. The first time that I heard his voice, there was something that just hit me. I was like, man, that... That brother right there, there he's piped in, he's tapped into some other things beyond just kind of punching the clock and, and just doing his due diligence. Uh, today you have heard from uh, Eric Johnson. He works at City of Hope Comprehensive Cancer Center in Duarte, California. He has been there for three years, and he is operating uh, as uh, an outbound scheduler, as we've heard. But we're going to come back and we're going to have a different conversation at another point in time, and we're going to talk about some of his work that he does with a group called ERG. You are not going to want to miss that. Until then, I'm Pastor P. Thanks for being with us today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Take care. God bless. Bye. Yeah, thanks to both Eric and Percy for that helpful interview. And of course, as a podcast, you can go back and listen anytime or suggest this to someone else. Just use the website healthhopeandinspiration.com. We'll talk more with Percy in a moment, but we are excited that Health, Hope, and Inspiration and Abide Meditations have teamed up to make a premium subscription to Abide's mobile app free to the HHI community. Abide makes Bible meditations delightful. You can learn to meditate in five minutes a day. So rest peacefully with Abide's Bible-based sleep story. Stories. Text HHI to 22433 for your free subscription. You can quiet your mind and relax your body. Text HHI to 22433. 
Once again, HHI to 22433. And we believe, we know you'll be blessed and encouraged. Well, I'm so glad you talked to Eric and brought him to our attention here today, Percy. What a nice guy, right? Yeah. He, he, when you just listen to him, you feel a a presence and an energy uh, that, that really does impact you. You know, we opened up the show talking about good customer service and how that can impact your experience in mm-hmm. an organization. Uh, imagine meeting and hearing this guy on the telephone uh, as you're trying to enter, oh, re-enter know. back into it's a, so a health important. environment. Yeah, that first is. contact is so very important. And his personality really matches with his job set. That, that's great. Yeah, he, he's a tremendous individual. And, you know, he believes that at the end of the day, it's important uh, how he engages patients uh, and that, you know, he wants to make them feel important. He's intentional about uh, creating that dynamic with the experience and believes that, you know, one's tone, their attitude when engaging a patient is probably the most important part of his job beyond the actual work that he's doing, obviously scheduling individuals for follow-up care and et cetera. Uh, he feels like that, you know, that tone setting and the attitude that he brings to that conversation is the most important thing that he can do while on the phone with sure. the patient. So I appreciate that. Yeah, he's not a machine just answering the telephone. He truly cares <laughs> for the other, the person on the other end of the line. Well, and again, have we have we all experienced, I know I have, when you're talking to someone on the phone and you can actually hear them smile, right? You can yeah, you yeah. can hear it. You right, can feel that dynamic yeah. and, and that energy. And so he does that. You know, he believes the phone conversation can make patients feel like there's hope and that they're cared for. And that's what cancer patients are looking for when they're calling and scheduling. They don't want to hear a dry, drab conversation. They're working through their own set of internalized emotions as it is. Well, but to have that type of energy on the other end of the phone probably can be a deal breaker sure. uh, and, and, and a game changer for so many people. Yeah, even laughter is okay, he said. <laughs> he did say that, and and I've had several conversations with him, and he is a he's a hearty laughter, too. He likes to laugh a lot, <laughs> so he feels grateful, uh, interestingly, uh, for being able to support cancer patients uh, and encourage them. And so uh, he says that in hearing them uh, – they give him strength. Hearing their strength, oh, he yeah, says, yeah. Uh, impacts him. And so, you know, laughter while chatting with them on the phone is just a part of the discourse. And so uh, he's an amazing human being uh, who is full of compassion. And at the end of the day, he gets it. He yeah. understands at the end of the day what's important. And that is connecting with the patient and with the human being on the other end of the telephone. Well, it's wonderful to know that when you call City of Hope, you're going to talk to someone who's full of compassion and care and just is a real person who really uh, is going to take your interest to heart. Well, I think what he brings to the conversation also is the fact that, you know, his dad died from prostate cancer. Oh, yeah, sure. And so, you know, he also has some insight and he talked about the impact of losing his dad and what that meant to him and et cetera. So he also brings that element to this conversation and this engagement as as having uh, lost someone to cancer. So uh, this is just a well-rounded, uh, grounded, balanced, but I think super connected human being to the realities of uh, each one touch one and that we can make an impact with people with our voice, with our personality, and with our spirit, and that that can transfer and potentially uh, impact them for the better. And so uh, I'm grateful for Eric, and I'm grateful for our friendship as we continue to work together and grow together. Well, Eric, if you're listening, thanks for what you're doing. God bless you. Um, Percy, you have written a resource called How to Face Cancer with Boldness, and this is our free featured resource this week. And anyone who wants a copy can go online and get a copy. You want to say just a word about it? 
I do. It's a it's a great resource. First and foremost, I've I've read a lot of the comments and I've had a few people that have asked about that that they couldn't actually download the resources. You can only download uh, the resources if you subscribe to the show. So oh, you have to subscribe okay. to okay. the show in order to actually download the resources. And just to keep it simple and to help people understand, uh, in order to uh, subscribe to the show, we simply ask for your first name, your last name, and your email address. Mm -hmm. We will never use your information or share it with third parties. Again, it helps us to be able to stay connected with you as we move forward with new shows that will come to you. Yep. So again, once you have subscribed to the show, then you can download any of these resources. But this particular resource is really written around helping people to kind of readjust their disposition and their attitude. Because when we're when we're facing cancer, when cancer comes knocking on our door, I guess I should say it that way, there can be a tendency for us to shrink back and to shrill uh, at the thought, at the idea, even at the word and the sound of cancer. So this resource is really written to kind of help motivate and generate a sense of a boldness and if you will a, almost a defiance in the face of cancer uh i believe that every cancer patient should at least have the right to be able to start out in an engagement with a with an attitude of not today and not on my watch and we'll see what happens from there this resource is designed to kind of create that kind of fighter warrior mentality inside of individuals and not cower at the sound of and at the presentation of of cancer so you can subscribe free of charge, of course, at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then download this resource, How to Face Cancer with Boldness. Well, thinking back on our guest and his, uh, his word to us here today, I think the scripture comes to life, doesn't it? It does. Brother Eric Johnson, this scripture was written just because of you. I believe that we need to put a, a thumbnail of your photo uh, in front of Proverbs sixteen twenty four. It reads as follows. Pleasant words are a honeycomb. Listen to this language, folks. Sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. That's what this man does every day uh, with his job at City of Hope as an inbound scheduler. When you call, he's picking up that telephone and you are hearing the most pleasant, the most intentionally uplifting voice and disposition that one can anticipate. And that is sweet and that provides the possibility for moving forward from a healing perspective that I think we all would appreciate. Thank you, my brother. I love you and I appreciate you. Well, thank you, Percy, for this week's edition of Health, Hope and Inspiration. It's always an inspiration and we appreciate you very much. So thank you. You always have an assignment for us, though, before we leave, don't you? Absolutely. And again, we took away from this conversation about being intentional and exercising uh, a disposition of being hopeful and, and reaching out with a spirit of hope and pleasantness, but that's work, right? It requires energy and effort to do that. So I want to remind each and every one of us, uh, don't forget, we all have work to do and we all have our own possibilities of being able to be a version of Eric. So keep chopping the wood. Don't give up. Don't give in. Potentially tomorrow is a better day. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. This has been Health, Hope and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider City of Hope, a world leader in cancer research, treatment, and prevention. 
Our hospitals in California, Georgia, Illinois, and Arizona are dedicated to making a difference in the lives of cancer patients. Our team of more than 11,000 includes researchers, associates, scientists, doctors, nurses, allied health professionals, graduate students, fundraising specialists, marketing professionals, and volunteers and support staff, all united by our desire to find cures and save lives. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialist about questions you may have about your treatment options. City of Hope is dedicated to tailoring a combination of cancer treatments to the needs of each individual patient. From advanced genomic testing to state-of-the-art technologies and evidence-informed supportive care therapies like spiritual support that target cancer-related side effects, comprehensive services are delivered by a team of cancer experts. Our national network also includes many clinical care locations, offering consultations and other medical services in a convenient outpatient setting. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.